Hello, world, and welcome to the fastest growing tech podcast out there, the Gadget Cast. I am your host, Gregory McFadden, joined always by my perfect co host, Travis MCP. It's the perfect podcast. It is. It's no more perfect than, than this podcast. It's perfect. It's the double P, the perfect podcast. Uh, Travis, we got to start the show off on a bit of a somber note, unfortunately. Yes. Um, listen, uh, everyone watching, uh, everyone listening uh, to this audio show, you know, sometimes uh, life deals you life deals you a hand that you got to play. And unfortunately, we've tried to keep this going for as long as possible. Um, we've had to make some difficult decisions around here, me and Travis, behind the scenes. Uh, it's it's personally a little bit upsetting. And uh, we, you know, we, we hate to do this to you. Um, but uh, it's been, um, yeah. So we're, we're just admitting defeat behind the scenes here. And uh, it looks like it looks like it's ending. So, um, we made regular GadgetCast t-shirts, link in the, uh, YouTube description. Uh, we made regular ones that no, no hashtag cancel Travis, no hashtag cancel Greg, just, you know, regular ones that you can buy support and also in multiple colors, not just purple. So we admit defeat, uh, the cancel, the cancel Greg and cancel Travis shirts were not popular. People don't want to be negative. Uh, so many people said, I want to buy a shirt and then they click on the link and they're like, where's the regular shirt? You know, so, so we did it. If you if you want if you want the gadget cash shirt with the logo, it's it's available now. So we admit yes. defeat, Travis. Uh, you know, not one of our. You know, sometimes you have some flops. We, this is the fastest growing tech podcast. Uh, it is still charting above some other tech podcasts, and uh, you know, some sometimes you don't have all the answers. So it's we fine. Did. Listen, we we tried it. Uh, it it barely worked. And by the way, I'm still upset the fact if you're watching the YouTube version of this, if you're listening to the audio podcast, you're obviously not, but you should. Greg actually already has his gadget cash shirt, which yeah, I'm true. really upset about. We ordered at the same time, of course, because he created them, he gets them first. And I mine hasn't shipped yet. I'm really upset about this. Uh, it makes it difficult for me to cancel Greg if I don't have my cancel Greg shirt. It's absolutely terrible. But yes, for those of you who don't, there was a lot of people who didn't want to choose sides. You no longer have to. Links in the description. You can get uh, just a regular gadget cast, uh, any color you want. Well, not any color, any color, but like there's like six colors or seven colors. A lot of colors. Uh, yeah, yeah, really, it's a collector. Yeah, yeah, you, you should get you better get it, Sean. Get it while you can. We're, we're still gonna break. keep we're still gonna keep the negative shirts up for people yeah. who want them. So uh, yes. you know, it's it, it is a collector's <laughs> edition. I got to give Travis tremendous credit there. I did not tell him about this bit before going live on the show, trying to make it sound like we were canceling Gadgetcast, and he played right along. He was fake crying and everything. Uh, this was this was really this was really a moment core video. I, I, Did you I, see the chat? Yeah, Did you I was, see the I chat. Was, the chat yeah. was worried. The chat was so worried. That's why I was prolonging as long as possible. I was trying to get all the reaction in there, and people were like, "What's going on? Oh my god! Why is what's what's wrong with Greg? Is everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. Gadgetcast is fine. But yeah, the new <laughs> shirts are there, available in multiple colors. Uh, I can't vouch for how they'll look on some of the colors, but uh, <laughs> purple looks purple looks good. But uh, you know, it's there. I put them on the I put them on the colors that would best suit your uh taste so go ahead and buy them and uh you can support the show and uh you know just rep gadget cast that's what everyone wants to do travis rep gadget cast i i would think so and it's the right thing to do it saves lives 
And uh, we don't really make hardly if any money on it. So you're not really like helping us out. We just helping us out by showing people that you love us. And that's how you help us out. That's actually more important to me than making money on shirts. A hundred thousand percent. I would be much more happy to see someone wearing a gadget cash shirt than making the $2 and 50 cents off of the shirt that you ship before taxes. I, I, I would, I would much prefer you to have the shirt at whatever color you want, whatever you need. We got you. It's done. So done. Deal. Yeah. They're, they're like $15. I mean, yeah, that's on. cheap. Come on. 15 bucks. Our, you know, speaking of podcasts and speaking of being what I still believe is the fastest growing tech podcast. Now we were joking about, the most relevant, although I think we still are. We legitimately are probably the fastest growing tech podcast. We, we know this for a couple of reasons. But ever since we've had Jern on, something interesting is happening with the Apple yes. ranking system. So let me real quick explain what it is. And then, and then of course, Rant Greg is coming. Mm. Savage Greg is going to come on and rant about this. And I'm actually going to back him up on this one. I, normally, I, when Greg goes on a rant, I, I step away. But I'm actually going to back him up on this. Because normally he's just crazy, but he, I think he's right. Here's what happens. <clears throat> so uh, when John first came uh, on a show, it, it definitely helped boost us up quite a bit. We got a bunch of YouTube subscribers and downloads went up. But typically when something like that happens, those people go away after that episode. That's not what happened. We've actually stayed up, which means the show is good, which is great. And right after that, we that's when we started hitting the high rankings in Apple Podcasts. Now, Apple Podcasts isn't just by downloads. It's by like downloads and reviews and some other secret sauce that we don't know. But we know reviews have something to do with it, which is exactly why we've been asking you to do it. Now, why do we care more about Apple Podcasts than, say, Spotify? Two reasons. Number one, about 70% of all of our downloads happen on Apple Podcasts. And secondarily, if you do this research... Over 50, what is it, 60% of all podcast listens are on Apple Podcasts, like in the world or something like that, yeah. Greg, isn't that right? Yep. So it's very relevant for us to be ranking there. Now, here's what happened. We would routinely rank somewhere in the top 50 um, with less downloads and less reviews than we have had over the last two weeks. Just to, Now, let me be clear about that. We have made it as high as 19 with less downloads and less reviews than we've had over the last two weeks. And over those same last two weeks, shortly after we had John on, we have not been able to get very much higher than over 200 for a very long time. First of all, we would stay there for days, which is not the way that works. And to add more fuel to the flames, the number two ranked tech podcast for a long time was John's as he puts out Recycle Bin. He puts out another Recycle Bin. And where is he at there, Greg? He is at, he is at the cursed number of 201, 201. From Which is number ridiculous. two to 201, no. No. Uh, dropping all the way down. And it wasn't like a gradual drop off like you might expect. Like, oh, he's number two, he's number 10, he's number 30. Two to 201 yeah. in the blink of an eye. And yeah. listen, I told you we would be canceling someone big today. I think we got to go after Apple. Apple. Yes. We, I think we got to target the I hate to say it. Uh, we gotta. We might have to get the Gadgetcast army against the biggest uh, tech company out there. I, I'm. I'm a little scared. I don't know if I should say that. I think Apple might be after us. They're trying to. You know. I think. I think Apple is trying to cancel us. Travis. Now think about this. And again, this sounds really crazy, but think about it. With the amount of downloads and reviews we've had, at one point we stood at the exact same ranking at 200 for like three or four days. Now, to, to let you know that that's practically impossible because the rankings change during the day multiple times. We've seen ourselves go from like 
30 to 50 to 70 in the same day. Yet for three or four days straight, we were at 200, which is impossible, literally impossible. And then it happens to Jern. Now, what do we know about Jern and Apple? What do we know about Jern and Apple? Connect mm. the dots, people. Follow the money. And I think everything, I think we're blowing, you know, forget Bendgate, forget uh, Antennagate. This is um, uh, Jerngate. I don't know. Is this Jerngate? Is it Jerngate? It's Apple Jerngate. It's Apple Juice Gate. Podcast Gate. Podcast yeah. Suppression Gate. Listen, there's a lot of great tech podcasts out there. I don't want to pick on any of them, but you know, uh, come on, Coldcast being uh, number seventy ranked right now. Come on, their 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 tagline is America's favorite Apple podcast, the Coldcast. And uh, Airfon, if you're listening, you know you don't deserve that number seventy ranked spot. So I don't know. You know, I know Airfon's a little bit of a conspiracy theorist like us. So I think he's in on it, uh, but they've been they've been mes- they've been uh, mentioning John Prosser too. So I don't know. Uh, I think we got to go through the list of all these top two hundred Apple podcasts and kind of just you know. <laughs> I think we got to cancel, cancel all of them one by one. So I'm just gonna name a couple here that are you know their days are numbered. <laughs> Tech News Now by CNET. What do you got? Number one sixty three with nine ratings. Seems a little bit fishy. Seems a little bit fishy to me. I don't know. You tell me, Travis. Tech Trends with J P Morgan and Chase. The big banks are getting in on tech podcast, Travis. Come on, mm-hmm. follow the money, folks. Follow the money. What do we got here? The UX podcast, Modern Workplace with Microsoft. Come on, who's come on? Who's listening? no one's listening to that? Who's, Who listens to we that? We got 15 ratings, Travis. They've been making this podcast from 2017 to 2020. Wait, hold on. How many ratings do they have? And they've been doing it for how long? 15 ratings from 2017 to 2020. It is a Microsoft podcast. It is by Microsoft, the company. It is publisher Microsoft, Modern Workplace. Uh, Listen, we are blowing the lid off all this. I have never seen these podcasts on the top 200, and I think these are all filler podcasts just to get us and uh, Jernzo off it. So Terrible. You know, I'm not not picking on these people. These podcasts might be great, but... You know, when just, just a reminder, Greg, how many reviews do we have that are five star? I mean, we have how many? 128 five star yeah. reviews. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. You know, we're not, and Recycle Bin, they got like one, I think they're like 2,000 five star reviews after that latest Good book. God. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Gadgetcast and Jern and Recycle Bin, it is a eternal alliance. I'm comfortable saying that, Travis. Mm, uh, it's an, mm, it's an mm. eternal alliance. So, uh, you know, if, if recycle bin goes down, we go down, if gadget, yeah. you know, it, it, it goes together. So we're willing to fight and die on this Hill. I know I we am. are, I, you can go ahead and die. I'm going to do other things. All right. So we got a bunch of different things to talk about. Obviously the new shirts we just talked about. Um, we talked about the, the ridiculousness that Apple is, uh, we will also be talking about Apple more in depth a little bit later on, but before we do, we wanted to talk about something in the last live stream that we missed, and we will not miss it now, which is the Google Pixel information, where a couple of their very important people, uh, well, at least one, at least off the bat, and then the second one was, uh, I think he followed suit afterwards, from the, from the Pixel project left. We don't think they were fired. We think they were they left, correct? Yeah, it seems that they have left, but 
I mean, you know how some of these high positions work in like the corporate world, you know, you might be given a chance to leave and have that kind of on your resume instead of saying getting fired. It's a little kind of courtesy of like, hey, we don't want you here anymore. You could just say you left and if not, mm -hmm. we'll fire you kind of thing. Uh, but it could also just be like, this is a crazy story. We teased this actually on the special Thursday Gadgetcast. If you didn't listen to that, we had a special Thursday episode. So go back and listen to that. We kind of took some time to thank the listeners and viewers of Gadgetcast. So it was a really fun one. Um, so yeah, this is crazy. This is this is a crazy story. So the two people you're referencing is Mark Lavoy and Mario. Oh man, I'm going to butcher this name. <laughs> Kier go for it. <laughs> Kierkegaard. Kiers? All right, Kyrus? settle down. Kiers? I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't pronounce it. Uh, cancel me. Mark Lavoy, who is that guy. I think it was like that guy who was given like the camera uh, technology demo on uh, stage that, for the last Pixel 4. He was that guy going through like all like the computational photography stuff. And um, yeah, the story's crazy because they left. And the story goes like this, and I have to read this direct quote. I'm on uh, Ars Technica right now reading this direct quote. I'm not sure if this is where it orig originated from. But uh, so this is, this, is, this is from Ars Technica. I'm, I'm just going to read this whole paragraph. The Pixel 4 has not been a huge success. It sold less than the Pixel 3 and Pixel 3a. In its first two quarters, Osterlo was not confident about the device in the lead up to launch either. The report says that ahead of the Pixel 4 October launch in New York, Osterlo called an all-hands meeting and shared his misgivings about the phone. He reportedly did not agree with some of the decisions made about the phone, and that in particular, he was disappointed in its battery power. Osterlo runs the Pixel team, so this reporting gives some insight into his management style. And this is, again, Ars Technica saying this. For a Steve Jobs type approving these kinds of Broad directions would be a big part of his day-to-day decision-making. Orstello apparently is a more hands-off delegator. This was the guy in charge of the phone. Now, they're saying, they go on later to say that, they estimate that they only sold 2 million Pixel 4s. 2 million. And that's like half of what they sold to the Pixel 3. Uh, the fact that you have this team, and you, you know... If, if the Pixel is known for anything, it is known for the great photographs you can get out of that still camera. And the people leading that team, the people leading the, that computational photography effort, they changed the entire smartphone camera game because people were not talking about computational photography the way they are today unless you have the Pixel leading that effort. You look at all the stuff that Apple's doing now, and you have to say that even though Pixels don't sell that well, they have had a place in the smartphone game, moving it forward in a certain direction, which is kind of crazy given how few uh, some of these Pixel units are selling. But they have certainly um, changed the, the development of these smartphones, I think. And this guy leaving is crazy because the number one thing that most people tell you about a Pixel phone is the camera on it is really good. Yeah, you'll want to put that uh, link to the article in right the show there. notes and stuff, because I think it's important for people to read through. It is a big deal. At the end of the day, like the one thing they're known for is their camera and little else. And I actually talked about uh, Pixel several times and saying that they're kind of not exactly relevant. And I don't believe that they're exactly well cut out for the flagship game. I'm just going to say it. I believe they are an excellent budget to mid-level phone. Beyond that, 
they're either clueless or mismanaged or whatever the heck trying to do too many, maybe too many cooks in the kitchen. I don't know. At the end of the day, they are good for some things and not for the top end. And those sales numbers prove it. They really do. It is crazy that like, I, I just can't get like this whole story to me is just crazy that they would be that hands off. And like the guy like come like the phone's done and he walks in and goes, yeah, you messed this up. The battery life isn't good on it. And it's like, but it's like out like we're like we're launching it. What are you talking about? I can't believe like it's and it, he's right, though, like the battery life on the normal size Pixel 3 especially was like really bad. Um, but it's crazy to me that they would uh, take that approach of not have you like I think. I would think that Google would be like all hands on deck, like, hey, we really want to make this pixel a success. And you can kind of see by this mismanagement why the phones are the way that they are, why they seem so unfocused, why they're willing to change their design so rapidly from one year to the next year. And um, yeah, it it's not it's not saying good things about whatever future pixels are coming out, especially now that you got rid of this guy who... I mean, there's a lot of people who uh, work on these kinds of features, but the guy kind of behind this whole computational photography system that uh, people seem to love about the Pixel. So there's a comment in the chat, which I, I was actually going to go over. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Google Pixel camera physically isn't good. They just have good software for it, which is true. And that's why in some of the review I did of the, of the uh, whatever this phone is, the Redmi, 9s and i actually talked about this on twitter as well i use what's called the gcam uh, apk which is the software for the google pixels they basically got a bunch of people on xda and stuff basically ripped the the app from the pixel phone and then put it on the phones that had what you would think are terrible cameras but the cameras aren't any different really in a lot of instances than the pixels it's the software that does all the incredible magic and when you put that onto an Android phone that's compatible, which most of them are, you get some pixel-like pictures, which means they're not doing anything special with the camera, they're doing it with the app. Now, they could license that to some of the other vendors if they wanted to, which I think would be a smart idea. Plus, there's things that are pixel-exclusive features, like that um, where the call screening, which is really awesome, like all those really cool things to help level up Android. But for right now, they're taking all these great features and keeping it to themselves for no good reason. They're selling barely any phones. Like you said, was it like 2 million for the Pixel 4, um, which means double of that maybe for the Pixel 3. So if you if you put all the Pixel 3 and Pixel 4 sales together, you haven't even sold as many as like one Galaxy S10 from like a year ago. Like it's, it's not even close. This is a joke. And for them to do that is... They need to be pushing Android forward by bringing this software out and giving it to the Android manufacturers. Don't worry about trying to get Pixel to be the next thing. It's not going to be. It's not happening, Google. Just just give it up. I'm sorry. It's over. Yeah. Uh, but, man, it is it is an interesting story. And, you know, people are asking about our opinions in the chat I saw about uh, Pixel 4a, Pixel 5. I mean, it's kind of hard to have opinions on stuff that that aren't out yet. Uh, I'm excited for the Pixel 4a. It's, I, if it's going with the same strategy of the Pixel 3, it's probably going to end up being a good phone again. But it's a, it's impossible to know that until it's actually out. Uh, for the Pixel 5 and stuff, the only thing I remember about that is some of the uh, early uh, renders that uh, John 
John Prosser showed on front page tech. <laughs> it looked like a, a weird mm-hmm. design on the back of it. So I don't know if they're sticking with that or if they're going with something different. But Google does have a lot of initiatives going forward. Like they are trying to make their own system on a chip like Apple uh, and uh, some other things that they have. They did the project solely this year with the Pixel 4, which personally, in my review, I said was a big misstep, at least for this year, because the features it enabled didn't work reliably. You know, it, it would work like yeah. 70% of the time, maybe. And that's not good enough for for a gesture system to work like that. It needs to work like 99% of the time. Otherwise, people are just going to get frustrated. They're going to forget that it exists. Like, you know, people with Siri, right? They, they don't know that you can do some certain things now. And they never, they'll never know because when, when the first time they used it, they had an awful experience with it. So it's the kind of same thing here with these hand gestures, which, uh, you know, you know, looking at past smartphones, uh, that's something that people cannot seem to get right. Hand gestures on phones. It just never works out well. Some- I got some hand gestures for you, Greg. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to say that uh, shout out to the over 100 people that are watching us in the live stream, which is really, for a channel our size, is incredible. I'm just super happy mm. that we've been able to become, again, the fastest growing tech podcast. Now, back to Google before we wrap this up, because Google's about as relevant as their phones at this point. Stop it, young people. We don't need this. If Google really wants to, and I don't think they do at this point, but if they really wanted to have their operating system really compete against iOS, they would make it easier for A, all of the operating systems to be updated at the same time, much like Apple and or, and I know that there's manufacturers like to put their own stank on top of it, but let's get real. They need to be, you need to be able to buy a phone on the latest operating system the day you buy it. Uh, Number two, all this computational coolness that they're doing, start spreading the love. Let's do it. We got a super chat here by Matt. Matt saying this is to help Travis get his purple people eater shirt. I've already ordered it, Matt. They just haven't sent it. We need to figure out what's going on with Teespring. Hate them. You gotta, you gotta experience the live chat once if you are a audio listener on GadgetCast. Someone just says Greg is still canceled. Three devil faces. Jay, come on, hey, come on. Yeah. I love, I love reading the chat, and uh, and uh, my confidence just slowly dwindles throughout the show. <laughs> But you, here's the funny thing for people who don't know how the, the Greg is canceled thing started. It actually started when um, Greg and I, before we had the podcast, actually, this is, this goes way back. We were joking on Twitter. I think it was that we should start a beef. Uh, and I was like, cause there was a bunch of tech, there was a bunch of drama going on on YouTube. And we we're like, well, that's how everyone's getting these subscribers or they have all this, all these drama, all this drama. So I said, well, let's do a fake Twitter beef. Well, I'll, I'll come in. I'll, I'll say something. Right. So then, Greg puts out a video and I go into the comment section to just troll. Just, you know, I'm like, cancel Greg. This is a terrible video or something like that, right? Well, Greg, little to, to my knowledge, had actually shouted me out in the video, which is kind of hilarious timing. And he goes, well, I just shouted you out. And I go, Greg, this is not how you start a beef. I'm like, stop, stop yeah. in the comment section. Stop. So I go cancel Greg. All, That's how of all, the, of all the videos for you to start <laughs> that on, it was the one I actually like mentioned your name. Like, Travis was a great guy. It's a good channel. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. I was just trying to come in. We said we were going to start anyway. Who cares? Cancel Greg. Elijah in the <laughs> uh, in the uh, chat says hashtag uh, Greg buys fake fans. Uh, I wish. Oh <laughs> yeah, I can believe that. Hey, if I had the I money, I that. would. So you know, don't don't put anything uh, past me. I would do it if I had the money. So unfortunately, <laughs> all my fans are real. Uh, so yeah, all, 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 all the, the all the all, all the hashtag Greg's uh, goons out there. They're real and they're coming for you. So you better watch out. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's real. Yeah. Let's real quick. I'm going to go into because I saw someone ask about this earlier, and I want to make sure I got into it because I forgot it last week. Um, I got my AirPod Pros, and I said I was going to give my review. Uh, I'm going to give a real quick review of them, uh, and I compared them against the, other, the only other earbuds that I think are really worth buying, which are the uh, 
the Soundcore Liberty 2 Air Pros. I think they're like 150 bucks normally, but you can get them uh, for a lot less than that when they're on sale. And <clears throat> the, the okay, so there's a couple of cool things about the Pros. As you've heard, they're pretty easy to... Um, they're pretty easy. <laughs> if you had fake fans, wouldn't you have more Yeah, stuff? that, that got me. That got me. That's such an insult in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to the audio podcast, you got to be here live. There's 117 people watching right now, and we are having a blast in the chat. Okay. Um, but anyway, the AirPod Pros. So I was able to get a hold of them. I was able to play with them. Of course, they're easy to pair up, all that shenanigans, right? The I will say a couple things. Number one, the um, noise canceling is legit. I, I, everyone you've heard about that is hundred percent right. Number two, the, um, the audio playthrough, the, what is that sound aware, whatever they call transparency? it, transparency, uh, pass through transparency is absolutely legit. Incredible. Uh, sound quality is fine. It's kind of flat. It's not bad. Uh, but the volume wasn't very loud. I found that the volume on my Soundcore Liberty air two pros were really, wait, was it the other way around? No, I think it was the AirPod pros that were louder, which I was kind of surprised by. Um, but overall, I like the sound quality of the sound cores better. But I suppose if you are looking for an, a good all-around earbud, it's them. But I also had the regular AirPods, got those in, and the sound quality just kind of surprised me. Wasn't traumatically different between the two when I was listening to music. I was like, I was expecting like a night and day. It was like a night and early morning difference for me personally. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah um, <clears throat> Yeah, I really like AirPods Pro. It's all about the integration, like you said, when you have all these different Apple devices switching between them really quickly. I think the noise cancellation on them is good. Like you said, transparency mode is nice and stuff like that. But, but you're right about the audio quality. It's not like the best audio you've ever heard in your life, but it's a good combination of all those factors making it a good product. So I really like AirPods Pro a lot, but I'm pretty sure people know that. Um, man, such a jam-packed show. We gotta we gotta keep mm -hmm. moving along. Um, I think now yeah. is a good time though to to in, before you start moving on to the rest of the show. Before I forget, to be honest with you, uh, <laughs> you know I know there's a lot of Jern fans in the chat, Travis, and uh, we're mm -hmm. given, you know, we talked to Jern. Uh, he's a very busy guy. Uh, you know, all right, let's be honest. He begs us every week to be on the show. You know, we gotta you know we gotta keep him at arm's length and go. You know, Jern. Uh, you know, every once in a while you can come on. But, you know, he just kept begging and begging and begging. So, uh, you know, we said, all right, Jern, we'll give you your own corner, a Jern's corner, to, you know, a one-minute rant about whatever you want. I told him it didn't have to be about tech. Apparently this week he went with tech, though. So um, I think this okay. is relevant, though, to the AirPods Pro discussion. And uh, you, you ready to hear Jern's corner? Let's do this. All right. Here is Jern's Corner. We need, we need some fancy graphics next time. So Travis and Greg decided to give me my own segment on GadgetCast. Uh, that was a mistake. So in today's edition of Jern's Corner, I need your help. So here's the thing, right? I have been paying for both Apple Music and Spotify for years, but... I've only used Spotify. I've only been using Spotify. Now, before you ask why I pay for both but only use one, just hush, okay? All right? I've got to explain myself to you. It's none of your business. Listen, my question is, Apple Music or Spotify? Every time I have tried to use Apple Music, it gets too confusing and it's scary and I run right back into the safety of Spotify's loving digital embrace. So, I have decided 
that the only way I'll truly give Apple Music a try is if I temporarily cancel Spotify so that I just have to use Apple Music. I just have to get used to it, and I can't run back to Spotify if I get frustrated or if I get scared. So that's my question. What do I do? Do I stick with Spotify, or do I give Apple Music a fair try? You tell me, GadgetCast. Back to you, Travis and Greg. Oh, th- thank Love you, uh, thank you, Jern, for joining us, and thank you. So, uh, Jern wants to know Spotify or Apple Music. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. What, what do you use, Travis? What's what's your? I don't use either one, oh, so I'm the wrong person to ask. You're not a streamer. <laughs> I don't listen to a lot of music, but when I do, I actually use Amazon. But there's a reason for that. Uh, I actually built up my library originally many years ago when you could upload any music you wanted to to Amazon's cloud, and they would uh, mix it in with their music service. So it was a no-brainer for me because I had a bunch of MP3s and stuff already. So I was able to upload it and get it going. We'll have to get a we'll have to get people um in our chat to tell us what they Ooh, think. I'm and, seeing and lots of Spotify. I'm seeing title. I'm not even seeing oh there's there's an Apple music. Uh there's a lot of Spotify. Someone likes YouTube music. Viper with Apple Music all the way. Um you know I use Apple Music if people care what I use. Um, my main reason for using Apple Music is the integration into the Apple Watch so you can stream and stuff. Uh, I don't think Spotify has that yet. They came out with like an Apple Watch app and it was like download only. But I like that integration with uh, Apple Music there. Yeah, I think the easy answer is if you're using an iPhone, much like anything else, just just use... I don't know if it is an easy uh, answer because Spotify has some it? features that people like really like. So I don't know mm. if it's that, that like easy of an answer because spotify is like very social right so there's some social features there that that make people just want to use it i'm not a social guy so i just use apple (laughs) (laughs) well but spotify has a from what i understand a really good algorithm for figure finding new music um so i guess that's uh i guess that has something to do with it um but he says he's only been so which one did he say he was gonna not stop using uh he said he was gonna give apple music a fair shake he has been using spotify up until now so, mm. well, I think like anything else, so I actually did a video today on my channel about switching from Android to Apple. And I talked about the good and the bad of that and that there's a rough period at the beginning. And I would expect this to be no different that at first it might be a little bit rough, but you need to hang in there and see if it actually eventually catches on. So I would say what, at least 30 days, he's got to do it. He's got to, he's got to do it for 30 days. I told him to try out the Apple watch uh, integration, you know, some behind the scenes stuff. Uh, I don't know. This is like a leak. We got a, we got a John leak. John recently just got AirPods Pro and uh, he likes them a lot. So I said, try yes. the Apple Watch integration with the AirPods. The, the way you can just switch over to your Apple Watch instantly from the iPhone. You don't even have to go hit connect again. So it's it's a really nice. Wait, what? Say that again. You what can. So if you're wearing AirPods and you're using it on yeah. your iPhone, if you have an Apple Watch and you have like music or something load up on there, you just play it on the Apple Watch. It'll instantly switch over. You don't even have to go like tap connect. Oh, yeah. Whoa! It's next level integration with the Apple Watch. It's, oh, it's I didn't know it's, that. Uh, seamless. So yeah, let us know what you yeah. thought of Jern's corner. Did you like that? Did you like the corner segment? Is that is that something we should yeah. keep in the show? I like it. I like it. I thought it was cool. Plus, he used good audio, which I love. He sounded better than us, and I was I was getting a little intimidated yeah. to be honest with you. So I'm gonna you know next time I'm gonna I'm gonna you know like compress that, load it up on like a 16 kilobyte file, and we're gonna make him sound really bad for that <laughs> segment. We're gonna make <laughs> him sound we're gonna make him sound like he was recording from his bathroom. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to lower down that audio quality just just a little bit. Uh, uh- um, so real quick, someone had a question about uh, Apple, uh, the Apple Watch Six. Didn't you do a video about uh, something like that recently? I thought you did. 
I could be wrong. I, I've done videos on the Apple Watch Series 6. What was the question? Uh, just any news about it, I believe is what it was. Yeah, there's, um, well, if you listen to GadgetCast, you know that the Apple Watch Series 6 is going to have some mental health features, uh, helping you deal with like your anxiety and stuff like that. Uh, there's also some rumors of like sleep tracking. Uh, but yeah, there's there's some news on the Apple Watch Series 6 for sure. Cool. Uh, yeah, Jern's Corner needs a sponsor, especially oh, since we won't have one. <laughs> you know, me and Travis, you know, we should have. You know, we could have. We probably could have went to anyone. Uh, we, we probably could have went to anyone and be like, hey, we got a Jern's Corner uh, from John himself. We could have sold him out, uh, you know, but we didn't do that. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so thanks, everyone, for participating. If you liked us, leave a comment. Of course, you can, I would say you can email us. Don't even bother. Just check us out on Twitter, Real Gadget Cast. And, of course, leave us a, uh, a good review. And you also can leave us voicemails, which we will play on the show. Just go to our Anchor channel. If you just go to GadgetCast.net, you actually can go and leave us a voicemail, which we will play on the show. We haven't done one of those in a while. People are saying my mic is dirty in the chat. <laughs> it looks sprinkly. It is, it, but that's just the finish of the microphone, I think. Yeah, I don't that know. That is funny. I'm going to just put out that a frame. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I like my dirty mic, so, you know, whatever. You I'm keeping this dirty mic. I'm going to make it dirtier for next show if you guys you keep should. it up. We, we know. We looked at all the things we were going to talk about. I'm actually surprised. We are probably going to be able to get all through these, but let's talk real quick about the interesting uh, situation that Apple finds itself with China. So uh, here's what is going on. As you may know, uh, last year, uh, the U.S. made some said some things about some Chinese companies and then put them on a list, a naughty list, so that Santa Claus wouldn't go see them and uh, would not allow them to sell a lot of things in America and a bunch of other things, right? So this is the thing. Now, the question is, what was China going to do about it? Well, now China's like, look, you need to take, take us off the naughty list because we're going to put you on a naughty list, which would affect companies such as Apple in a very significant way. Um, it would it, now, number one, Apple doesn't sell it. I guess they do sell quite a number of uh, devices in China now. They didn't used to. It was a struggle for at first. They had a hard time with that, but it looks like it's starting to actually work. If they were to take away China, that's a huge potential market for them. So that would be bad. Obviously, they get their stuff made over there, so that would be bad. I don't know how that would even work. Um, that would be terrible for them. But the flip side of that is a lot of business for China comes from some of the companies that they're looking to kick out, like Google and Boeing and – or sorry, not Google, but maybe Google too. Apple and Boeing and some of these other companies that are American-based, they get a lot of their stuff made in China, which means if you kick them out, you no longer have that business. So it's almost like – Jumping off the top of a building to be upset with someone who made the sidewalk. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I don't know. What do you think, Greg? I Yeah, this is one of those decisions that could definitely do some like short-term uh, benefit for, for China, I think. Uh, but I think like long decision, it will be a horrible, horrible decision for them because so many companies right now are actually just looking at what everything's going on man i'm getting distracted by the chat this is too much this is too much uh, listen uh there people are already looking to get out of china right now with everything that just went on with them you know they basically cover what whatever you just think about time frames and stuff like that they did cover up the fact that this virus thing was a problem on their end and they were trying to yeah. downplay it as much as possible because they did want to 
you know, appear like they had everything under control. They didn't want people to worry about the economy. And you can see that there is still shipping delays and stuff. Even even now, there are still shipping delays. Uh, and, you know, people, people are seeing that having all of your eggs in one basket, it's, it's not a good idea. You don't know what's going to happen. It, it couldn't be a virus. It could be anything. A natural disaster could hit where those factories are, and you could be offline for a long time. Now, uh, I, I saw a report earlier this week saying that Apple was looking to move production already away from China now. They want to move it over to India, and they're looking to move as much as 20% of its production that it's doing in China right now over to India. And that is a lot of production. Now, like Travis is saying, the Chinese market for Apple is actually really important. Um, uh, they've they've been doing pretty good over there. To lose all that business overnight would definitely, like, it would hit the stock market hard. I'm sure they'd be fine as a company just considering how much money they have, and they'd still make plenty of uh, profit from every other country in the world. But it would be a huge hit to the company. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I And... I feel like if China did that, they might have like some like short term like victory, like, okay, you know, more sales of their own phones in China. It's a huge market. Um, they could they could punish the US. Maybe that would, you know, it, depending on how how strong the US is on their position of keeping Huawei out, Apple has Apple might have tremendous influence over the US government and go, hey, we want to sell in China still. You gotta let Huawei sell here. So there's all that other stuff that could go on, you know, like the company, Apple, the company might pressure the U S to be like, Hey, you got to revise your Huawei thing. Cause we want to sell in China. But I yeah. think the long-term damage of China doing that is not only Apple moving production away, but a lot more people moving production away. Cause they're going to be like, what if we're next? We don't want to be next. What, you know, what if China's like, Oh, you can't make this now here because we still want Huawei to do that, you know? So yeah, I think it's a slippery slope. I don't think they should do it. <laughs> I think I think it is a th I think it's a threat. I, I I can't imagine them actually really going through with it because it's again cutting their nose to spite their face. And I don't I just I don't know. But listen, China, like someone said in the chat, China might do it just because and just to prove a point and and oh, yeah. suffer through for a while. Um, uh, then that would that would give that would make a lot of these companies pressure the American government to make some changes and settle down and all that stuff. But we we. So someone in the chat says China needs us more than we need them. That may or may not be true. Um, we definitely can manufacture things outside of China, but we can't do it at a price that China uh, charges. So, and with the, our economy being really weak right now, this is probably the best time they can make this threat because obviously when people get back to work, they're only going to have money for inexpensive things for the most part. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It, and it's it's one of those things that's really complex. Like in a way, like both <clears throat> countries kind of need each other. If you really yep. look into it, both countries really need each other. Yep. Um, it, you know, like in the U.S. and stuff, U.S. manufactures a lot of food, and we ship a lot of food over to China for them to sell. Mm. So uh, it, this could just be a never-ending war of like, oh, you're going to do this to our product. Well, hey, say goodbye to all this, you know, like meat and corn. You know what I mean? Like it could just go that yep. way too. Uh, that's, that's why these things get dangerous. And then when you make, when you back countries into corners and stuff like that, it could, it could lead to some, uh, pretty, pretty awful things happening. So I don't know what's going to go on. Well, so here's the interesting thing. When you said food, I couldn't remember. So last, last episode we have, we do this thing called the post show for people listening on audio. I don't know if you, it's hard to understand this, but I, cause I can't remember, I can't separate the two. When we stop the recording of the podcast, we do something called the after show on YouTube. And we talk about a lot of just random stuff. 
Last episode, we talked about cereal, which is why when you said food, it immediately cereal popped into my head. And I have no idea if that's on the podcast or that was only on the post show. <laughs> but uh, as soon as you said that, I'm like, we're probably shipping a bunch of Cocoa Puffs over there to China. I don't, I don't know if that's really the <laughs> truth or not. <laughs> but, but if you were in the after show, you know how I feel about Cocoa Puffs. I don't know if that was on the podcast or not. You'll have to go to YouTube.com slash GadgetCast to watch that uh, if you're curious. What is what is, so. what is is uh you know, what's China going to do without their Cocoa Puffs? You know, they might survive without the iPhone, but without Cocoa Puffs, I don't know. They might be. Uh, I, I mean, I, would, I think they'll be better off without it. I, mean, oh, I already made my, oh. my point. Well, Travis, Travis is very anti-American, as you can tell from that, that statement. That's completely not true. <laughs> I am anti-Cocoa Puffs. I think Cocoa Puffs are garbage. I think uh, it was Cocoa okay. Pebbles, to be fair. But, uh, Fruity Pebbles are good. No, Cocoa Pebbles are better. Fruity Pebbles, bro. All right. Let's get into this next. Hashtag cancel Travis. <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get it. Oh, and there's another thing we do. We do um, every once in a while. We don't do it all the time. Uh, so this is something if you listen to an audio podcast and you want to engage with us more, we actually do something called One Question Go, which is inspired by uh, a YouTuber named KSI, where we actually bring people onto the live stream and they ask a question and then we, we talk about it. That is never on the audio podcast. If you're interested in seeing that, you can go to our YouTube channel to see more of that. Uh, okay, I do real quick want to talk about um, a video that Renee Ritchie did recently. Now, Renee is definitely um, you know a friend of, of both of ours. Uh, I have never seen him in the chat though, so I don't know if he's watching or not. Uh, he usually lets himself known when when he's uh, watching something. So I'll assume he's not here. But I just watched one of his videos, uh, and it's, it was a couple of days ago that he had a podcast interview with Walt uh, Mossenberg. And uh, Walt, if you don't know, is a well known. Um, tech journalist from years ago. I mean, he's been around for a long time. Uh, and he had a really interesting take on the iPhone SE. So the video is um, the one month later kind of review-ish by, by Renee on the iPhone SE. Well, it kind of got off into this really interesting direction that I did not expect. And I think he even, Renee even said in his video that he did not expect um, that uh, Renee was happy to see so many tech uh, creators giving the SE props for what it was and that it could be something really cool and great because, you know, it's a low price iPhone with, high, you know, all that stuff. Um, and then Walt came on. So he, he spliced in a bit of his podcast with Walt and Walt started talking about, and I may have lost the plot on this. I'll be honest because I started hearing what he was saying and I'm going, I'm going to completely disagree with what he's saying. He mentioned that, um, tech creators, and he has to be talking about YouTubers because he's on, I mean, maybe not, he's on a podcast, so maybe he's not talking about tech YouTubers, but he really implied heavily that he was talking about tech creators. And to my knowledge, he has to be talking about YouTubers where he says that we need to put ourselves in the, the shoes of the average consumer, which I try to do on my channel. I mean, I really do, but he really went down the rabbit hole on this, and I think he went way too far. He was talking about he started talking about his wife, who has um, I think a, I think the original SE, and she's going to get the the new SE, and how you know she's excited by that, but doesn't even want the four point seven, and she wants like a four point inch, and all this other stuff, and that we need to put ourselves in like that person's shoes. And that's when I was like, no, Walt, Walt is disconnected, and I, I don't want to say this in a in a disrespectful way, but he's completely disconnected. If he's talking about YouTubers, he's so wrong on this. I I, I don't even know where to start. Now, if he's talking about other journalists and stuff who write in papers and stuff. Okay. Cause there's a big difference between a newspaper and a YouTube channel. 
the audience is completely different. Okay, let's be clear. Number one, a newspaper you could pick up for other news. And you could come across a tech page where any average person, whatever, could come across your article, maybe read it. Oh, the new iPhone's out. Cool. On YouTube, if you're looking at an iPhone SE review, it is very likely you are at least someone interested or somewhat kind of curious or even have knowledge of tech. The person who buys a newspaper and is completely not tech, tech oriented is not going to YouTube and watching tech videos. They aren't doing that. So he, his format was like, I think newspapers and magazines. Is that right? Am I right or wrong? An online for like newspaper. Is that right or wrong? Like his, his past. He, uh, he did a, during uh, his career, he did, um, <clears throat> a column for the wall street journal, but he was also, he did a lot of online stuff too <clears throat> with online publications, okay. uh, all things D, uh, he did video conferences there too. And, uh, he was on the verge late in his career. Yeah. What he's, what he's at, what it sounds like, and I could be wrong. It sounds like he's advocating for us to really dumb down stuff. Although he later would say, and don't talk down to them, which I agree with that to a point where we're going to get roasted by our comment section because no one comes there for absolute matter of fact, I get some comments that I get too basic. I'm trying to get just tech enough, just basic enough to satisfy a lot of people. What he was saying was go below that. And you don't do that. That's not your, that's not the YouTube audience to say that is the not to be, to not understand what the YouTube tech audience is. So I disagree with that, that, that presupposition of that YouTubers need to tech YouTubers need to kind of, I don't want to say dumb down, but that's kind of what he was saying in a very simplified way, their content to people who are just walking down the street. Cause those people walking down the street are not watching tech YouTube videos. End of story. What do you think? Mm. Mm. I, I, might have to, <laughs> I might have to take the different approach on this one. All right. Number one, number one, I think, I think your overall argument, it, it could work for sure. Uh, but I think you're discrediting Walt in a in a way too, because he said there there is a tech enthusiast audience, and yes. you could definitely say that you have a tech enthusiast audience. I don't think he wasn't saying don't serve the needs of the tech enthusiasts, because there's two different audiences. Walt was famous for taking the stuff that was even way more complex back in back when he started. It was way more complex than what we're even talking about today. But he took that down and boiled it down and was able to pass on this information to the average consumer. And again, this this is time. Uh, during his time, he had the most popular tech column. So mm -hmm. he was able to do that during his time. And, and I think technology back then is way, way more complicated than it is today. Way more complicated, less, less normal everyday people used it. Every single person in, in the world has like a smartphone now. So even if they're not, you know, um, super into it or whatever, they're actually using that tech, that technology where back in the day, not everyone had a desktop or a laptop in their home. It just wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Not everyone was connected to the internet. Um, so, you know, he has some valid points in that argument, but he also said tech and I, I believe if I'm remembering correctly, he didn't, I don't think he downplayed the tech enthusiast crowd as much. There's a, there's a, there's a place for it there, but he was saying like, there's this big segment missing now where people uh, don't talk too much to the average consumer. And I right. think that's what he was really 
kind of upset and it, about. And I would I would say that even that's wrong on YouTube because the average person who's walking into their Sprint <clears throat> or T-Mobile store to buy the newest phone and say, what yeah. kind of phone do you have for $500, has no idea that there are tech YouTubers. Never heard of MKBHD, never heard of Jonathan Morrison. They have no idea who those people are. So to talk to that person makes no sense. They're not watching the video. So I don't know if he's going after YouTubers directly. I assume they are also part of his scope. I don't know if it's a direct thing. Uh, I think he's going after his own colleagues a little bit at, at The Verge. That was the last place he worked. And if you go read mm -hmm. some of their more recent reviews and stuff like that, uh, it mentions a lot of technical stuff that really, you know. So maybe that's what he's referring they're to. They're talking maybe about that's... like MacBook Air and they're like the rendering times on it. And, you know, for him, he never reviewed Pro products. He would never review right. the MacBook Pro. He would review the MacBook Air. And I talk, to be fair, I talk about rendering times in the MacBook Air too, because I know I have a, I know I have a dual audience and I'm trying to explain to them not, you know, don't think of it. I'm trying to explain to them, don't think of it like this product. It's just an everyday laptop. But he, he would, he, you know, the pro product should be reviewed by professionals and then the everyday products. There's this, there is, and I think this is true. I think there is this kind of translation layer that is missing where obviously like if you have a publication like The Verge, the same guy who's reviewing the MacBook Air is the same guy who's reviewing the MacBook Pro. Is that necessarily mm. the right call when you have a huge audience like that? Because obviously the MacBook Pro is better for someone, for us, right? Us doing our work, the MacBook Pro is the better machine. If we don't have a good enough, if we can't step outside of our own bubble and actually look at the MacBook Air as, as a laptop for your neighbor or for your parents or something like that, you're doing a disservice to them. I think we saw this a lot with the iPhone SE. Uh, we saw a lot of creators just going, what, what's the iPhone SE? Who's this for? And you kind of have to step out of your own little bubble and look at it and go, well, you know, for someone who doesn't want like a modern iPhone design, who doesn't care, they just want a solid phone and they don't want to spend a lot of money for it. $400, hey, there's, there's really nothing wrong with it. Now, if you're talking to the tech enthusiast crowd, uh, they might get really upset by that. Like, what are you talking about? It's it, look, look at the bezels on it. Oh, it doesn't have uh, the latest uh, face ID. It doesn't, it, you know, there's features missing that that I want. And it's like, oh, it's a, it's a, the battery life on it. It's, it's not. I can't play, you know, a bunch of games on it and stream video all day on it. And it's like, well, yeah, but it's kind of it's kind of not the phone for you. Uh, so yeah, but I would also say, and I know, I'm sorry, I'm going long here. I would also say that I think more average people are watching YouTube than maybe you might think. No, they are watching yeah. YouTube, but they're not watching tech I YouTube. Think There's they, a big difference. I think that. they are watching tech YouTube. I don't think they are. I, I, so here's the thing. There are enthusiasts. If I'm watching, so here's the thing. As someone who watches a tremendous amount of YouTube, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was the only way I was able to cut the cord. It was really it. Um, I watched tech YouTube because I was interested in tech. The people we're talking about now, in fairness to Walt, he was talking on a podcast that he may not have known was going to end up on a YouTube video. I don't know if he knew that or not. Like, I don't know. So the context is actually really important there. And I actually couched this whole thing by saying, I'm not sure if I'm, if he even knew what, you know, kind of who with the audience he was talking to, or even if I'm understanding what he's saying correctly, it's possible that he might actually agree with what I'm saying. My point is that there's a tremendous amount of people who do watch YouTube. We know this. We also know that they watch cat videos and food yes. videos and stuff. And some people who are kind of mid-tech level will look at YouTube to find a review on something. And those are the people that I actually do my videos for. The people that are kind of have a little bit of tech knowledge and maybe don't have a lot of tech knowledge. Like I try to put it all in there, which is why I have like a little bit of humor in there and all that stuff. 
I talk to them, right? The people that are the, the everyday man. However, the same people that don't know that there's a new update on their phone, that don't know that there's a new iPhone, that don't know what a megapixel is, that don't know any of those things are not on YouTube looking at YouTube videos. The vast majority of people that are buying phones are not on YouTube. For the, They're watching YouTube videos, for the, I should say, For of the tech. first time in GadgetCast history, I'm seeing a lot of people in the chat uh, supporting me and my argument, Travis. Oh, no, this is terrible. So, uh, listen, listen. <laughs> I think, I think, and it's very easy to mistake this. I think there are normal people, the people you're mentioning, who are watching tech videos on YouTube. I think they are an entirely different audience than what you're used to. I know for a fact that I have them in my audience. I can tell by some of the comments they leave and some of the things they ask me in my videos. I, I, you know, we run a little bit of different channels. Some of the content I have on there, like tips and tricks and stuff like that. I can tell these people are not that into tech. And I can tell by when I do a MacBook Air review and some of the questions they're asking me, it is impossible for them to be full-time 24-7 watching tech or into tech or even at that medium level that you're talking about. These are just everyday people. And I know that you might think like, listen, here, here's the best way to explain it. The YouTube audience is so big. It is. Look at some of the look at some of the video numbers that people get on a tech video. And then look at the comment section. The enthusiasts are going to leave a comment, but the everyday person might not want to go down into the comment field. But they might be mm -hmm. looking up iPhone review. Mm -hmm. They might. I think a lot of people do look up reviews nowadays. I think I, so why don't uh, I, we can't do this now unfortunately because we're stuck at home. But, and, and I, I literally have done this. This is why I know this to be true. I sat, or not sat, I stood in a, a uh, Verizon store and watched, and I bet none of the people in chat who are disagreeing with me have done this, but I have, watched and listened to what people said as they walked in and how they were completely unaware of the latest Samsung phone, the latest iPhone. They don't know any of these things. So the uh, the presupposition that people are searching for this stuff assumes that people search for stuff before they go to the store. And a lot of people don't. A lot of people do, but a lot more people don't. And all you have to do is go down the street from your house as soon as that's legal again and ask any neighbor who's walking down the street and say, when's the last time you looked up a review on your phone? Most of them are not going to know what the hell you're talking about. So there are a lot of people doing that, but more people are not. That's my point. I. Yeah, and you might be true that. I mean, there's no way. There's no way to argue that because you can literally know how many but people. I, I, I do. YouTube tells do, us how many people are I on. I do think there is even even saying that, and and you're probably right. I do think there is a large segment of people who would watch tech content, who would watch reviews, who might come for an opinion, and they might sure, not necessarily course. be the people who are liking your video, who are commenting on your video, or subscribing to your video. But there is still a right. large segment of that audience. I think I attract a pretty decent number of that audience, to be honest with you, based on some of my analytics that I look at. And I've, I've talked about <laughs> Travis before. Uh, but yeah, I know people in my personal life who aren't that into tech. And uh, yeah. they will still go on YouTube and watch for a review. And they I'm sure they will. That's what, They're one of the many billions of people that are logged in every or even not even logged in as YouTube tells us every month, but there are more billions that are not. And that's my point. It's not a matter of, are there a lot of people and even a lot? Wow. We got a lot of people watching right now. All right. 
not is not saying that there's not a lot of people um, who don't do this. There are a tremendous amount of people, and everyone who's in a gadget cast live stream definitely knows those people. They know those people because they're watching a live stream of two guys talking about some silliness on a Sunday afternoon. There are billions of people who have never heard of Greg or Travis. That's not that's going to change here in the next couple of months, but billions who have not and will never. And that's my point. That's my only point. That's all I'm saying. That's like, listen, how did we listen, get here, by listen, the way? And, and how did we get we're here? Going back, we're going back to Walt's. We're going back to Walt. Okay, we're going back okay. to Walt's thing okay. where he said, okay. don't talk down to people, which we both agree with, right? Because yeah, yeah. they might I be invested in other things that you're not invested in. They might not be. 100%. They might not be, you know, knowing 100%. about, they might not know about the latest laptop, but they know how to save your life, you know, whatever, with like medical equipment or something like that or whatever. They might know how to cook. And listen, I'm not I'm not subscribing to any cooking channels, but every once in a while I'm like, yo, I need like a really good recipe to impress someone. Let me go, you know, search for a nice little recipe. Bada bing. And I get it and all that stuff. So I I, I think there is a large average audience out there. I, I think it I think it just proves Hey, you know what? Greg, this is the point where we go. You should leave us a voicemail. Let us, you know, your thoughts so that on the next yeah. gadget cast, this is, this is, we can hear what you think. This is divisive, I know. And listen, Travis isn't the only person with this opinion. I'm not the only person with my opinion. I think we're just going to have to agree to disagree because I think we could both argue this till we're like dead. Sure. <laughs> That's how you get a podcast going. Look at this. The 140 people watching. That's the thing. So if you're interested in, in giving your points, we would love to hear them. Um, well, you can. Let's, uh, let's revisit this. Let's revisit this. So why don't you. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, Travis is absolutely right. Why don't you uh, get in contact with us one way, either through the email, through voicemail, through whatever way you want to contact us. All that stuff will be in the show notes. All of that should be in the video description as well. Um, if you really want your opinion heard on this, on this exact yeah. topic, we will definitely come yes. back and revisit it. We want to hear, we want to hear your take because maybe, maybe you're this audience. Maybe you're here. Uh, maybe you found us somehow. You just love the sound of our voice and you're like, Ooh, I like these guys. I'm an average everyday <laughs> consumer. So yeah, let us know. Let us know. Love it. I love it. That's what GadgetCast is all about. We get to get in here. We have a lot of fun, but we also get to talk about that stuff. Look at the chat is bumping. For those of you listening on audio podcasts, half of you are waving your fist at the at your phone and going, <laughs> you, "What is you happening? Can, What's you Travis can talking yell about? What's Craig talking you about?" You can yell at me or Travis anytime. <laughs> like it's available. <laughs> it's available. It's available. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we all—it's all love. We all love. Uh, we love the people that support us, and we definitely love talking about that tech. We need to leave a little bit here um, for our uh, after show, and we need to promote. The people need to come to the YouTube channel. So, it's, of course, it's youtube.com slash gadgetcast. Uh, and then we're live. Now, we did a special show on Thursday. If you missed that, it was really an appreciation for the people that watch and listen to us. And we will definitely do another one of those again. We don't know how often we're going to do those midweek shows. If you guys like them, let us know. I mean, I was open to it, and we had a lot of fun. Yeah. No. Uh, had a lot of fun. I, uh, people are asking about taking questions uh, now, so I think we have to. I, I promised people we would at the end of the show. So we're going to have to take some questions, right, Travis. Right, I right, promised right. people. They were like, hey, I need, I need to get on, and I, I need to talk to Travis and Greg again. I'm like, end, end of show? Type end of show? Just wait to the end of the show? Maybe they're not here anymore, so we can skip this completely. But, uh, yeah. And All then right. midweek, midweek, we might have to come back midweek. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Can you make us come back? That's the real question. Yeah. Make sure that you uh, leave us a voicemail if you feel like we need to come back and talk about that. So we're going to do a, an after party. If you're listening to the audio podcast, that's enough for you. Sorry. 
Sorry about y'all darn hey, luck, hey, but that's okay. Hey, for real, uh, for real, people listening on, uh, you know, in the live stream and, mm. and on and on audio. If you like the show, please leave us a rating as always in Apple Podcasts, mm. or I don't know if any other podcast clients do it, but go ahead, leave a leave a review, and also hit the subscribe or follow button on the podcast client. That way, you can also stay up to date with us, and that way we can. You know, we got it. We're fu- we're up against the biggest tech company out there, so you got to help us anyway. Yes. we can. We got it. Listen, there's no way this video, this this audio, and this YouTube video doesn't get a billion views and a billion downloads. We should be number one. Watch what happens when Apple suppresses us further and they try to cancel me and Greg. It's terrible. Anyway, that's enough for this week. I'm Travis. He's Greg, and that was Jern. We'll see you next week. <laughs>